Welcome to Shop Talk by Elevated Stylists, a podcast for the thriving community of salon owners and stylists where we discuss topics in business, wellness, mindset, and more. Join us on this journey and become an Elevated Stylist. Hello and welcome everybody to episode six of Shop Talk. As you know, we're going to start with a, a little smudge just to get the vibes in the right vibration. And today we're so excited to have a special guest with us. Yeah. Um, who is from Toronto, Jody? Yes, her name is Andrea Sampson. She is the president and founder of FA Magazine. She's the CEO of Beauty Industry Gals, a motivational speaker. She's also the creator and founder of The Big Tees. And she's making some major moves in the industry and making inclusivity for all her number one goal. So thank you so much, Andrea, for being here to chat with us today. Thank you for having me. It is an honor and pleasure to sit with you guys this morning or this afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we wanted to kind of just come on, have a nice little chat and see what you're up to, see about, um, you know, your, your journey and, and a little bit about your career. Of course, of course. So like, I guess I don't even know where to, <laughs> like, I don't even know where to start, but like, I've been in the industry for over 20 years and mm -hmm. like, I, Sometimes I want to keep that a secret because then I age myself, you know, <laughs> like I've been in the industry for some time, but I've been, I'm proud to say that I've been in the industry for over 20 years and it's nice to see the progression in beauty. Um, it's nice to uh, have started as a hairdresser behind the chair doing hair every day. Then I went, I was a colorist, then I made my way and I was a color technician then I did merchandising, then I did. Uh, I was a director of education and now I own FA and everything is for me was exactly in due time. Like nothing came before, nothing was too late and everything was divinely on time with um, my life's path. So that was very, that was really, really nice to see that evolve. That's such a reassuring thing to hear. Like, I think we all just get out of school and want to have everything all at once, you know, and it is, it's, it's a nice progression. And, and like you said, it comes at the perfect time. Yeah. And, and for me, especially I'm like, I'm a single mom and by no means have I made being a single mom define who I was. However, it definitely made me um, move in the right direction to take steps as a single mom to move forward and there's a lot of single moms as hairdressers in the industry that feel like they're stuck or they can't do something and and you know I, I i advocate for that so that they know that regardless of your current condition or position if you work towards something just nothing comes before it's time like i always say to people if, if my son was five and i was offered the position of director of education it would have been long before my time because he still needed a lot of my attention at five. But at 19, going into university, it was the perfect time for me to have it. So, you know, it's, it's nice for you to kind of see the light in terms of I'll get there when I'm supposed to get there and no sooner than that. Yeah, I think that kind of like mentality too, take like it takes experience to believe in that and to understand that because it's like, believing in the universe and the energy and the things that are supposed to be your way will be your way and and the more that that happens and the more that you trust that and the more that you live into it the more 
that it becomes real. So it's nice to hear that like you actually visually seen that in your life and you're able to attest for it. Like I needed to have this position when I was this age and when my son was this age. Cause some people like lose sight of that, right? You lose sight of what is real and what is meant to be because you're so focused on that end goal. And you forget about the journey. And like, sounds like you have had an amazing journey up until FA Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit more about FA? Like, I love the magazine. I think it's so cool. It's so diverse and it shows so many different like avenues of like art and talent. Uh, for those that don't know, um, now you know, but can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, of course. So FA is probably uh, career-wise my, my biggest my biggest accomplishment, it is so dear to my heart in terms of creating something that I felt the industry needed. And as I move through my career, just kind of seeing that, you know, everything for the beauty industry only spoke to one demographic. And I wanted to expand that. I did, I wanted to create an industry where everybody feels like they too can accomplish what say I have or what you have. And, uh, but the most important thing is identifying with someone within the industry that helps you get there so i wanted to make sure that i was showing different faces showing different avenues showing different journeys and making it personable not just about not just about hair and yes we are hair like and we love everything about hair but it's our experiences our life and it's like hey your journey could be very similar to my journey and that's what will motivate me to get there when i can connect with something within the magazine and and that was very important for me was to make sure that everyone any one person who read FA can relate to a person a place a story an event that makes them feel like they belong and that was the most important thing was was creating an atmosphere a, a culture a life that everyone can be a part of and don't feel like okay I'm not there yet everyone's there yet you if beauty is your passion then you're there with fa magazine and and that's why i created that it's beautiful it's i love so beautiful. that yeah it's amazing it's how, do, how does one start a magazine <laughs> every, every you know what everyone asks that question and i and i and it's my favorite answer because so when i got into um when i said i was going to start a magazine like i i remember uh, I sat across from one of my girlfriends and she, I was like, do you want to know what my next thing is? And she was just like, sure. And I'm like, I'm going to do, I'm going to start a magazine. And she kind of looked at me and not, not in disbelief, but just she, everybody's like, it's such a big undertaking. It's huge. And she's, you know, and everyone in the industry was like, she doesn't know anything about publishing. She, and, and like, she's a hairdresser. Like there was just, there was so much doubt behind it and and the thing that I want everyone to know is that when something is for you nothing can be against you like when the universe says this is yours it's yours and so it was I used to write for Canadian hairdresser magazine when Joan Harrison owned it she's a dear friend of mine and I learned so so much from her so I did get to kind of dabble in what it was to be a part of of that world, understanding the deadlines. But, um, and she was the one that gave me the title multicultural expert. That was Joan Harrison. That's like, you are my multicultural expert. You're gonna write, and I, and I, and I love that title. I love that, sorry, it's kind of sidebar, but I love that 
in the beauty industry that you can give yourself whatever title you want. And if you earn it, everybody else will respect you for it. And I, and I love that about the beauty industry. So with, with much doubt uh, from the industry where they were just like, she's now all of a sudden she's a publisher. Um, I was happy to show them that 100% I am a publisher. And we are on issue 18 right now. Like it is just, it's crazy. It felt like it was yesterday, but it was, it was just about creating content that is relevant to a hairdresser. And I think because I'm a hairdresser, that is my strongest point. And because I was, I'm still very active in doing hair, like I do the hair for the covers of the magazine and I do, I teach still. And so I'm still very much in tune with what the hairdresser needs. So being able to create stories and um, have events and do things that I know that will make the hairdresser um, excited about the industry or excited about life, we, it's very easy for us. Like I, we have content for days and that just flows. It just, it just keeps coming. And I'm, pr I'm proud of that. Like I'm, I'm excited. So that's how, like, if you just want, if you want to do something, literally just do it. Like, regardless of what anybody thinks or believes of you, do it for you. Not because someone is doubting you do it because this is what you want to do. And that was for me is I wanted, I want to create the change. I want to be the change that the industry has needed in forever, where it's like, we need inclusivity. We need people to see more than what they've seen for the past 50 years. And I'm proud to do it. Like I'm proud to lead this portion of diversity, inclusivity, and promoting um, multiculturalism. Like it's a, it's a big miss that we've had for many years. So I'm proud to, to put that forward. That's awesome. Thank you so much for, for doing that and having the courage to be like, I'm, I'm going to do that <laughs> because we do need it. We, we absolutely need more inclusivity and giving other people chances to speak and to have their story told. And, and I love that. So thank you so much for bringing something like that to the industry for sure. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. And I, and I, I think it's important also for me to stress that, um, even as a black woman, this is not a black and white thing. This is yeah. an everybody thing. This is every race, every culture, every, um, like it's just, it's inclusive, inclusivity. It's, it's about everyone, um, every gender, like that, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, we definitely want to, like our goal is to make sure that all beauty is, is recognized, that it's celebrated and that um, it's seen, you know, there's, there's so many different sides of beauty and we're going to bring that out. Yeah. That's beautiful. I was going to ask, like, when you said the content just keeps flowing, that was one of my questions. I was like, how, where do you find the inspiration and like, how do you curate your content so that it's like unique, like every issue? Um, because, you know, it can kind of get like, I've seen some other magazines and like even other publications, like it can get stagnant. People repeat themselves a lot and it seems like you can really keep it fresh and new. Um, can you give us some insight on like where you, you draw inspiration and like how you come up with your content and where is it flowing and like, what's your, what's your jam? Yes, of course. I love that. Um, so with content, so it's myself and my son. So my son is. That's in, so cool. He's like involved in it. That's wicked. 
Yes. So he's in law school. So in the midst of becoming a lawyer, he also helps with in all areas of the magazine. And part of the reason that like he's he's so important and integral to the book is because he gives he brings another perspective, a younger perspective. He keeps myself young and he keeps the book young where it's like, hey, this needs to be in it, or no, that does not need to be in there. So between the two of us, we can curate a ton of ideas. Um, and as well, we have great writers. We have contributors who will contribute and bring things forward. And we're open to receiving other ideas. We don't think that we, between the two of us, that we have it all. We have many ideas, but there are so many things. So we have writers and we, and we take it from like, makeup artists we take we have um like hairdressers themselves we have writers so we mix uh like where the our information is coming from but also from all cultures and because we are by artists for artists we also talk to like dancers we talk to like anything that inspires art or inspires us as hairdressers we talk to photographers we speak to like we just bring it all in every artistic aspect that you could possibly think of. And like my son always says, he says that like, where would we be if there wasn't art? Like who would, we wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for an artistic um, feel for things. And so if we're pulling from all these different avenues, we will never run out of content. There's so much to be seen. There's so much to be said. And there's, there's just so much that we can offer. Like if we're open to, if we're open to receive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now do you guys do a lot of your content like predominantly in Canada or do you branch out to the States and other parts of the world? So sometimes we do want to focus on like Canadian artists because I think that lots of times they are overlooked. Yeah. And there's so much Canadian talent. So we try to get make sure 100% we stretch across Canada. Occasionally, we will put an international, like in the US or, or somewhere, um, artist in the mix, but we do try to focus on Canadians. Yeah, I love that. Because like we, we always talk about it too, Jody and I, um, that like Canadian hairdressers and artists are always like overlooked because like, we're technically a smaller group of people, but there's so much talent in Canada. It's unreal. And there are some that has, hasn't even flourished yet. Like, mm. like maybe they're like the beginner talent and it's like, you see their talent. You're like, wow, like you need to be seen. You need, someone needs to see the work that you're doing. And I love that. So if you're Canadian, you're out there, contact FA Magazine, send some of your content. It's that easy. You just yeah. upload it to our website and then we will review the contact and content and then we'll be in touch with you and if it may not fit with the most um the next issue it might fit with the the, the following issue so there's plethora of opportunities no we don't turn down art especially if you're putting yourself out there and you're like i just i want to try i want to be published you want to be published we're going to publish you we don't want it to feel like we you're so out of reach like that's not it and if, if we have a suggestion, we'll say, hey, maybe if you try this. And we've had people where they'll come back and say, okay, I took your suggestion, here's my second collection. And it's working with the artists instead of working against them, making them feel that they're not a part of something or that their, their artistic level is not ours. Art is art, you know, and everybody interprets it differently. And so maybe you might 
not love this particular piece, but somebody else may love it and be inspired by it. So who am I to reject that? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think that it's a huge, we need it in the industry. Um, I find that, you know, a lot of different magazines or awards and stuff like that, they really, they have their people, you know, they have their people. And, um, you know, as a, another artist coming in, you don't feel as important as those other artists. So I really love that, you know, you guys are really making that a statement that like, you know, we accept everything we, you know, we want to see your art. It's not like you feel intimidated to enter anything because you're just going to get rejected again. No, I, I, I do. Um, that was very important to me. It was something that I saw and I, and I've competed myself. I've been, I've been a finalist. I didn't win, but that like, that was okay. I could honestly look, on the board and say somebody's work may have been mine and I'm okay with that. And as artists, we need to be be okay with knowing that, hey, that, that was better than mine was because it doesn't mean mine wasn't good, but I understand uh, what they did differently, you know? So that's a big thing for artists. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You have to be able to give props when props are due mm -hmm. and to be to to be able to say like, this is a growth. Yes. I'm going to grow from this. You know, I love that about doing the competitions and the, the, like the photo shoots and stuff like that. You really can like look 10 years ago, see your shoot and then look now and be like, wow, like we've come so far. <laughs> You're just like, wow, look at my progression. It's even yeah. like looking at the very first cover of FA magazine and then now seeing the last cover of FA magazine. And you're just like, wow, this is, this is even just looking, flipping through the very first book and then flipping through the book now and just like, wow, look at the progression. This is even the oh, series. It's, it's really fun. That's amazing. How often do the, um, the issues come out? So we have six a year, so it's bi-monthly. So our anniversary will be three years old in March. Wow. On uh, our March, April. I know. I'm just like, I can't even believe. I went by quick. Yeah. It feels like it was just yesterday that I started. And then um, Thanksgiving when my son was home and I ha handed him all the, the, the work to be edited. And he was like, wow, we have 17 of these. And I was like, yes, we do. It's crazy. And so and now we just finished book 18. That's so. amazing. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about the big T's? So big T's, so we have two awards. Well, you have two awards. We have two. So big T's is the show that we've done for eight years now. Big T's. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's been around for eight years. The, the reason we created big T's is so that we can pull together all elements of art. So it was hair, makeup, music, and clothing all things that influence us as artists. So for example, if I'm doing a shoot, depending on the music, we'll determine 100% what the hair looks like. Like if, if the music is rowdy and loud, I might have a wilder hairdo. If I'm listening to some Alicia Keys, it might be slick and smooth and fit, you know? So it really dictates what will happen with the shoot. And I was, I wanted to, give people the opportunity to express themselves without limitations. Because even when you do, um, let's say, uh, an image-based award, 
you have there's limitations you can't unless you're submitting in the avant-garde category there's limitations to what it is that you can create with big t's there was no limitations everybody was given a theme that they had to bring to life through hair makeup music and clothing and what we did differently is that the audience in the room at that moment they judged they got to pick there was whistles there was hollering and it was just the energy in the room is unmatched by anything i've ever seen before but our last last um show that we did in 2019 we had over 700 stylists everyone in the room the energy was crazy the, the, our sponsors they had photo booths and cupcakes and like you name it it was just it was such a great event um and that that that's big tease and then you know we have the avant-garde battle we have the barber battle so there's a lot happening the whole night where you're just like go 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 and it was sad when we couldn't do it for 2020 but i didn't feel that we could bring that energy virtually and i so i had to just you know make an executive decision be real with myself that we'll just put it off until we can do it again yeah. especially something like that that involves the audience and like and you need that energy to feed off of like mm -hmm. i mean we did our event virtual which is awesome but like i can totally I know exactly what you mean where you just need just you need to have that tangible feeling of like being there and, and yeah. supporting each other which I think is amazing and when is it supposed to take place uh so big tease was September would have been September 22nd this, oh, nice. this that's, you, that's the same weekend as the elevated stylist usually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so the, the third week always in September that we we host we host it but um it was it was okay to to have a minute so the benefit i guess if you know because i'm i always like to see okay well what what was the benefit what did i take away from that portion of not being able to you know do big teas this year what it did give me was a little time to create the vision awards which is my next journey but it also made me reevaluate how i would do big teas differently when we are able to do it again but then in that time when I didn't have to plan and prep and do everything for big T's made me bring the vision awards to life. Something I always wanted to do. I was a big part again with Joan Harrison. Um, I opened for her for the mirror awards and like, I love Joan. Um, she gave me opportunities to do things. And I think that's why it's important for me to um, play it forward and make sure that I'm giving absolutely anybody who wants an opportunity an opportunity because um they're not easily come like come by like everybody doesn't doesn't do that so if we as a magazine can do that for people and give them hope in to their future then why not or make them feel like they're a part of something 100 percent. so the vision awards is an image-based awards this will be in june so june 6 2021 so we are like heavy planning right now to make this the best awards you've ever uh, been a part of or been to. And we have a COVID plan. So whether there are restrictions or no restrictions in June, we will move forward with the most amazing um, award show. Yeah, like to come. Like I'm, like I'm so excited to... <laughs> Uh, with that and so we have many categories 
There's so many categories. Everybody can find something that they can be a part of. Uh, but what we did differently is that we, for example, colorist of the year, multicultural artist of the year, um, barber of the year, we made those nominating categories. We wanted to really involve the industry so that they could be a part of, they could be a part of the selection for the people that really, really deserve these awards. And so, for example, I'll just say Barber of the Year. You need to be your peers. So five nominations need to be submitted to FA Magazine. And then that allows you, you then become qualified to be a part of that category, just Barber of the Year. Because there's so much that comes with it. It's not just about an image base. It's somebody who is literally making change in the industry, mentoring, guiding, helping people to be better those are the ones that really that are contributing to the industry more than you know just an, on an art form and there's nothing wrong with that but that's what we're looking for for a barber of the year or colorist of the year where they go above and beyond that they're educating that they're inspiring that they're uh, keeping the industry running because it's people like them that bring the trends and push people past just being ordinary you know so and there's nothing wrong with being ordinary, but <laughs> but I don't think artists are ordinary, not not for one second. And they need people like that to really get them to that that next level. So you have to be nominated for those categories. And once you're nominated, then you can submit your work. And then this way, you know that your peers, you you belong there because your peers asked you to be there. It wasn't just you feeling like okay, well, I'm the best hairdresser, let me submit this piece of work. It was my peers, they voted for me, and now I'm here, now I'm submitting my work. I am literally up against some of the top stylists or barbers in the industry, and here's my work to prove it. So it's just a, a, just another level of involvement for the industry to be a part of. Yeah, it's yeah, and like it's it's good to get our leaders out there because I find some of them they to stay hidden away and you know they're very humble and they never you know ask for much. So it's so sweet that like people can you know boast for them and be like, hey, this person needs to be in the light. You know, they need to people need to know what they're doing exactly. behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they're teaching me, they're showing me, and look how talented they are. And sometimes they need that push where it's like, oh, I was nominated. Okay, now I'm going to bring it, you know, because I was nominated. And it's not like you just need one nomination. You need five. So at mm -hmm. least five people have to have said, wow, I think this person is great. And you also need like seven years experience. So it has to be someone who's been in the industry for a little bit. It can't be, well, I just started yesterday and now I'm barber of the year, you know, yeah. it, there, there has to be some integrity behind it as well so we're really excited about that and but that being said there's so many other categories that you can submit uh, your work for it just depends on you know what what's your flavor what you want to what you want to be part of yeah how many categories do you guys have <clears throat> 75 wow yes <laughs> there's, there's something for everybody <laughs> yeah, there, there really is something for, for everybody and but we did we also included um, because we are again by artists for artists 
So what we've done for say, let's say designer of the year, the designer that submits their work, yes, the clothing is the main part, but they also have to focus on hair and makeup. So we are bringing in the hair component for that. We are also for the dancer of the year, they have to submit a one minute video uh, that also the, our Instagram followers, they will choose who will, um, who their video was the best. And the person that wins that once we then take it back and the winner will open for the vision awards. So we're kind of pulling everything together. We're giving an online kind of component and then for the in-person component as well and giving opportunity because like, what is a show without dancers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so we can yeah. Take too. Yeah. and like, that's so cool. I love that. Can't so they can go to the Vision Awards. If people are looking to like get some more information or submit anything, they can, how do they find you and how do they submit and when do they have until? Okay, so for the Vision Awards, you can go to fa-magazine.com, so www.fa-magazine.com, and fa is E-F-E, -E, magazine. So you go to our website, there's a whole page on the Vision Awards. The rules and regulations are there. The nomination deadlines were December 1st, and the reason that it was December 1st is to give us an opportunity to reach out to all those nominated and give them time to prep their collection. So, and we had hundreds of nominations. It was so heartwarming to see like, as soon as December, as soon as the nominations were over, open, the, the emails were coming in and coming in and coming in and coming in. So we're now started to look through all of the emails and sending out the uh, emails as early as next week so that everyone will know who was nominated, who, uh, for what category, and then they can just prep that way. It doesn't make them a finalist, it makes them able to submit their work. But yeah, we're excited about that. But all the information is on FA Magazine. The submission, there's a button that will submit. I'm very like, the setup for the website, it's so easy. You don't even have to remember the code. You scroll, you click, it's done, you upload like it's, so simple. You don't have to remember anything. You just scroll, click, tap, upload, and your submission is in. Good. Make it easy for, yeah. for the hairstylists yes. and all the other artists. That was most important for me is to make it so simple. Because I remember when I was, when I submitted, I had to remember all these codes and did I do it right? And now this way there's no like, yeah, just no errors. you click, you put it in and then it gets sent to us and we know exactly what category you were submitting to. Oh man, do you remember the old days when we had to like put the CDs, put all your pictures on the CDs and, <laughs> and label the CDs oh, and each like image had to be labeled? Oh my God, we, we had to like triple check these things because it was a disqualifying factor. Yeah, yeah we were just stressed out. I was like, did you put the right code? Did you put the right photo with the right code? Like oh our poor God. photographer, we like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And what can you tell us a little bit about um, the beauty industry gals? So that was beauty industry gals. That was the um, that's how big, big T's got started. So beauty industry gals, we ah. them, which was big. And that was the launch of us creating our own, like my own company. Like it was 
an education-based where we would go to different salons and teach or we would host classes at different distributors and we would teach either updo, we would teach textured hair. Like this was something that I've always wanted to do. And again, what had happened, I had started that and then I got offered the job as a director of education. And so I could have pushed to continue doing that or I could implement it into my, my, my new role and which is what I did where I was able to, you know, create the programs and put things together and really um, put myself into this, this position, which was really fun. Um, and it was security at the time, you know what I mean? So I just, it was, what did I need to do uh, for my family at the time? So I, I did that. Um, and so I just kept the name because like it was the beginning of everything that I've done. So beauty industry gals, that's where big T's came from because it was uh, big T's um, and that's where big T's came from. So nice. that, that's who beauty industry gals was. So now through FA Magazine, I'm, I'm able to do all of those things because we do have classes. We are working with distributors. We're working with manufacturers and we're teaching the industry as I wanted to. So this is, you know, again, me showing you that things come full circle. It wasn't time when it was beauty industry gals. I still get to keep a part of it for the name because of big T's, but now I can really implement my program for who I am and who we are as a company and move forward that much stronger. That's awesome. And we were speaking before about you guys coming in and teaching um, some things at our salon to educate our stylist. Um, do you want to like talk about your program a little bit? A hundred percent. Um, this year, and I shouldn't say this year because we've always had it. It was called the Diverse Stylist. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there, there's, there was interest, but like I would have a few people in the classroom. There would be, you know, we would get like 10 people in the class. And, you know, I'm happy to teach anyone, whether I'm teaching one or whether I'm teaching 500. It all, it all works. Um, but recently like COVID literally brought everything to light. So I was always teaching this program and always offering it. But now with everything that has happened in the world, it has, it, it's become a mandate and the industry, which is, is so excited is taking a shift in terms of um, implementing texture and all these different things into education that we already had a program for something that, we have been doing for years. So it was really exciting to be able to teach everyone and to work with manufacturers and distributors to help them to diversify, you know, help with their brands and talking about their products, what products are good on all hair types. And um, it's really taken on, uh, you know, a life of its own based on, you know, everything that we offer. So we do have the diverse stylist, which teaches you so think about where, when you do a cutting class, um, we're going to teach you how to do that on all textures. We're going to teach you um, how to style all textures. And it's always, my biggest thing has always been addressing hair by texture, not race. And removing that and just zoning in on the texture and how it is, how do I get this hair type to do what I needed to do as a stylist? 
And I think that's the biggest and most intimidating things for hairdressers. They have all this hair in front of you and you don't know how you need to modify the cuticle. We will help you modify the cuticle to get the hair from where it is to where you need it to be. And then we, we speak on verbiage and product and layering and like we go into everything that you need and it's um, to make you a diverse stylist. And I think the, the most talented and gifted stylists are the ones that can cater to any one person that sits in their chair. And it doesn't mean like after one class, you're gonna all of a sudden, you're gonna have all the answers. Uh, I try to like, I set the expectation really, um, a real expectation in all my classes saying, first question I ask is how many color classes have you taken? And the hands go up and how many cutting classes have you taken? And it's like, over 40, over 30, and you know, everyone's hands are going up. And I said, exactly. So please understand that today, after one class, you have to set your a, a realistic expectation for what it is you'll be able to go out and do. This is something that needs to happen consistently and regularly in order for you to be comfortable to do and work on all hair types. It's like, I, I didn't, just because uh, I'm a Black woman doesn't mean that I didn't have to learn how to work on different textures of hair. Like one head of, of uh, head can have four or five different curl patterns. Understanding that, how do I execute? And it was something that I was committed to learning so that I could teach the industry. So I'm excited to move forward with, with that in 2021 with you know just really getting into education and really helping people uh, identify hair by texture and not race. Love it. I love it too. And it's like, we were talking about it like earlier this year and we've always wanted to include like a texture education. It just wasn't available. Like there wasn't that many people that were doing it. And if they were, maybe it was very private. And, and I feel like, you know, what's happened this year has brought so much light to the industry um, and has, has brought so much opportunity to people to like step into that role and be like, Hey, listen, this is what my expertise is. Like, let me share my expertise in this textured hair because in hair school like it was maybe like two weeks three weeks and like you learned a couple of things but like you said like if you don't use it consistently you're never going to be able to master it and someone's going to walk through the door and you're going to be like sorry I can't service you because of your texture and and that may be they might take it away of like hey they can't service me because of my race or something so I feel like this just opens up so many great opportunities for the industry to evolve in a new direction. And yeah. I love, I love, love, love what you're doing with all of FA and, and, and the texture classes, the diverse styles. I love that because I mean, in Toronto, especially, we have one of the most multicultural cities in the world. Like the whole world lives here. So like you're bound to find someone with a very interesting texture. It doesn't matter what race they are. Like yeah. you'll, they'll come through the door, especially where we are at downtown and in, in city place. Like there's so many people that walk through the door where you're just like, Oh, okay. This is a lot of hair. <laughs> Let me see how I'm going to work with this. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I say to people like race that um, texture doesn't discriminate. You yeah. don't, you don't know what, like who it's going to show up on, what their DNA was before their genes, any of that stuff. It makes it, it can, show up anywhere and all of a sudden you're like oh where did you get curls but my sister has bone straight hair you know so you just have to be prepared for that and if if you just um can identify the texture of the hair it'll 
it will make the world of a difference for you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Cause like recently, you know, in the last couple of years, I feel like the industry has been moving like hair has no gender, which is really great. And now this is another layer of it. Like hair has no race. So it's like, we're finally getting down to the nitty gritty of the hair. Like we're here to work on the hair. Like let's, let's focus on that. I love that. Yeah. I think it just helps like shift the industry in a better, better way. It does. And, and, and it's the, and I say to people all the time, like it's, it's artists, it's us as artists. We're the ones that create the change. Yes. You know, the manufacturers and the, they, they, give us the platform, but we have to take charge and move forward f and, and push forward for the change that we want. And it is really refreshing to see all the different manufacturers that are making adjustments and really want to make this change for the industry. So I'm looking forward to, to what uh, the future looks like with hair. Because mm -hmm. I, would, I would say like the manufacturers in like historically, that's who that they make the rules, they make what's going on and, and how we talk and this and that. And I love how in the last few years, it's us, the stylists now that are like, no, no, like, you're not going to tell me how much product I need to order. This is how much product I need to order. Or, you know, like it, I, I just feel like it was always the manufacturers that were dictating the way that we order, the way that we, you know, they had all their, um, ambassadors so they would be the one who was speaking to us telling us what are the trends this that the you know so now i love that the hairstylists are actually taking it over and being like no you know what this isn't working for our industry anymore we need to make a change here and they they definitely have been um receptive. you know listening listening yeah. and yeah They're very receptive and it's it's part it's a partnership not a dictatorship you know they're, yeah. they're like we are partners we're gonna move forward together and I like I'm proud to see this transition with the manufacturers and the stylists and it's, it's really nice to see the direction we're moving mm -hmm. yeah. so we always end the episode with a real tea so Andrea bless us with your wisdom and <laughs> And give us a real tea that maybe will push someone to do something that they were scared to do or, um, or that they need some inspiration. Hmm. Well, that was, that would have been a great one for you to send me in advance. <laughs> like that, that would have been a nice one for you to put. Hey, this is how we end the episode. That's not, that was not a sneaker. Uh, that was okay. bad. <laughs> it's okay. You got this. You're so, this is all natural to you. It just comes divinely out of oh, you. You blessed us with so much real tea throughout this episode already. Um, <laughs> but we just like to end it that yeah, way. Yeah, no, honestly. Um, what I would say, like, I guess to younger or just anyone, anyone in, in the beauty industry is, you know, beauty always prevails. Like we are in a industry where it's about love and acceptance. And as long as we, we project that, that's what we'll receive and we'll make it, we'll make it so that the industry is that much better. And that's, that's our goal for FA is you know, projecting love and great energy so that we receive that in, in, um, 
we receive that back and then we move forward positively. So I hope everyone can do that as well. Yeah, I love that. Project love, everybody. Project yeah. love and it will come back to you. It will, <laughs> it will I promise. Mm -hmm. Well, we've seen that happen for you. So I'm like, I'm totally on board. So yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you so much for spending the uh, afternoon with us. It was such a fun time chatting with you. Thank you for having us. It was, it, or having me, it was, an, it was an honor to be here, like I said. And I look forward to receiving your collection. Yes. For the Vision Awards. I look yes. forward to receiving. Yeah, we'll, def we'll definitely have to uh, do something this year. I'm, I'm like really, really, I'm itching to do a photo shoot, so. <laughs> Especially after this year, like not being able to do any, um, I think it showed us that like, hey, we actually do really love this. And yeah a really great form of expression for our, our artistic abilities. So I'm excited. We need, we need, we're we're need, coming for you, Elevated Stylist. Yeah, we need this outlet. <laughs> we need to like express ourselves. We need some, we need some joy. So yeah. we're, happy, we're happy to give it. We're happy to bring it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, uh, the Vision Awards are happening June 6, 2021. If you haven't got your copy of FA Magazine, do so. You can find more information at famagazine.com. Yep. Um, Andrea is bomb.com. We had a blast chatting with her. If you want to learn more about diverse um, textures, please contact her. I know we will because we're just itching to get our hands in there and learn a little bit more about um, different textures and yeah, that's pretty much it. We had fun. It was great. Thanks, yeah. guys. Project love. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you for tuning in. For more ways to connect with us, please join our online community on the Mighty Network platform. A space to learn, grow, and connect.